Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel as we continue the Korean fairy tales. And this is called the Plucky Maiden. Han Myung Hoi was a renowned minister of the reign of Sejo, AD 1455 to 1468. The king appreciated and enjoyed him greatly. There was no one of the court who could surpass him for influence and royal favour. Confident in his position, Han did, as he pleased, wield an absolute power. At that time, like grass before the wind, the world bowed at his coming. No one dared utter a word of remonstrance. When Han went as governor to Payong and province, he did all manner of lawless things. Anyone daring to cross his wishes in the least were dealt with by torture and death. The whole province feared him as they would a tiger. On a certain day, Governor Han, hearing that the deputy prefect of Sun Chan had a very beautiful daughter, called the deputy and said, I hear that you have a very beautiful daughter, whom I would like to make my concubine. When I am on my official round shortly, I shall expect to stop at your town and take her, so be ready for me. The deputy alarmed said, How can your excellency say that your servant's contemptible daughter is beautiful? Someone had reported her wrongly, but since you so command, how can I do but, well, agree gladly? So he bowed, said his farewell and went home. On his return, his family noticed that his face was clouded with anxiety, and the daughter asked why it was. Did the governor call you, father? asked she. Why are you so anxious? Tell me, please. At first, fearing that she would be disturbed, he did not reply. But a repeat of questions forced him, so that he said, I am in trouble on your account, and then told of how the governor wanted her for his concubine. If I had refused, I would have been killed, so I yielded, but a gentleman's daughter being made a concubine is a disgrace unheard of. The daughter made light of it and laughed. Why did you not think it out better than that, father? Why should a grown man lose his life for the sake of a girl? Let the daughter go, by losing one daughter and saving your life. You surely do better than saving your daughter and losing your life. One can easily see where the greater advantage lies. A daughter does not count. Give her over, that's all. Don't for a moment think otherwise. Just put away your distress and anxiety. We women, every one of us, are under the ban, and such things are decreed by fate. I shall accept without my opposition, so please have no anxiety. It is settled now, and you, father, must yield and follow. If you do so... All will be well, the father sighed and said in reply. Oh, since she seems so willing, my mind is somewhat relieved. But from this time on, the whole house was in distress. The girl alone seemed perfectly unmoved, not showing the slightest sign of fear. She laughed as usual, her light and happy laughed, and her actions seemed wonderfully free. In a little, the governor reached Sonchon, on his rounds, he then called the deputy and said, Make ready your daughter for tomorrow, and all the things needed. 
The deputy came home and made preparation for the so-called wedding. The daughter said, This is not a real wedding. It is only the taking of a concubine. But still, make everything ready in the way of refreshment ceremony for a real marriage. So the father did as she requested. On the day following, the governor came to the house of the deputy. He was not dressed in his official robes, but came simply in the dress of a hat of a commoner. When he went into the inner quarters, he met the daughter. She stood straight before him. Her two hands were lifted in ceremonial form, but instead of holding a fan to hide her face, she held a sword before her. She was very pretty. It gave a great start of surprise and asked the meaning of the knife that she held. She ordered her nurse to reply, who said, Even though I am an obscure countrywoman, I do not forget that I am born of the gentry. And though your excellency is a high minister of state, still to take me by force is an unheard of dishonour. If you take me as your real and true wife, I will serve you with all my heart. But if you are determined to take me as a concubine, I shall die now, die now by this sword. For that reason I hold it. My life rests on one word from your excellency. Speak it, please, before I decide. The governor, though a man who observed no ceremony and never brooked a question, when he saw how beautiful and how determined this maiden was, fell victim to her at once and said, If you decide, then of course I'll make you my real wife. Her answer was, If you truly mean it, then please withdraw and write out the certificate. Send the gifts, provide the goose, dress in the proper way, come and let us go through the required ceremony. Drink the pledge, glass, and wed. The governor did as she suggested and carried out the forms to the letter, and they were married. She was not only a very pretty, but upright and true of soul, a care person indeed, very rare. The governor took her home, loved her and held her dear. He had, however, a real wife before, and concubines, but he set them all aside and fixed his affections on this one only. She remonstrated with him over his wrongs and unrighteous acts, and he listened and made improvement. The world took note of it and praised her as a true and wonderful woman. She counted herself the real wife, but the first wife treated her as a concubine, and all the relatives said likewise that she could never be considered a real wife. At the time, a king seizure frequently, in the dress of a commoner, used to visit Han's house. He entertained him royal with refresh refreshments, but his wife used to bring an offer before him. He called her his little sister, on a certain day, King Sejo, as he was accustomed, came to the house, and while he was drinking, he suddenly saw the woman fall on her face before him. The king, in surprise, inquired as to what she could possibly mean by such an act. She then told all the story of her being taken by force and brought to Siong. She wept while she said, Though I am from a far distant part of the country, I am of gentry by ancestry, and my husband took me with all the required ceremonies of a wife. So, I ought not to be counted as a concubine, but there is no law in this land by which a second real wife may be taken after the first real wife exists. So they call me a concubine, a matter of deepest disgrace. Please, your majesty, take pity on me. Decide my case. The king laughed and said, This is a simple matter to settle. Why, should my little sister make a greater affair of it and bow before me? I will decide the case at once, come. He then wrote out 
with his own hand a document making her a real wife and her children eligible for the highest office. He wrote it, signed it, stamped it and gave it to her. From that time, she was known as the real wife, in rank and standing equal to the first one. No further word was ever slightingly spoken, and her children shared in the affairs of the whole state. And that is the plucky maid from Korean fairy tales and folklore. Thank you for listening and many blessings.